good evening everyone yeah i thank the lord for again giving this uh, privilege to stand before you all today and uh, i thank him that uh, he has helped us to gather in person and also folks online who are gathered to meditate and hear from the word uh, that he has uh, put before us today uh, so let's start with a word of prayer Heavenly Heavenly Father, creator of the universe and the almighty and sovereign Lord. Lord, we thank you that you send down your one and only son for us, our Lord Jesus Christ, who took upon himself a form of a slave and he laid down his life for us and he has given us a new life in his resurrection and in that promise lord you have gathered us and uh, you have united us in your body in the body of your son lord jesus as a church i thank you and praise you i thank you and praise you that you give us this opportunity that we can uh, look and uh, meditate and study from your word and hear your voice and only your voice uh, to know and discern what uh, the spirit wants to uh, talk to us and uh, help us to improve on that lord lord help us to apply what the spirit says in talks and help us to change our lives and help us to live accordingly lord i ask for your uh, presence and for your uh, to bind all the distractions from the devil and may we totally be focused on your word and on you lord and I submit the rest of the time in your hands. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. So we know that we are meditating from uh, the letter of Galatians. And we are now on the main body of the episode. Uh, which is the chapter 3. Uh, so till now we, we saw in chapter 1 and 2. Uh, and I want to briefly summarize or briefly point out a few things, uh, four things in particular to keep in mind before we turn to chapter 3. Uh, the first thing is there is a group of false teachers that are preaching a false gospel. These false teachers are called, or probably we can say, uh, uh, call them Judaizers. They are preaching a false gospel in different churches in Galatia. The second thing is uh, these false teachers false teachers are discrediting the apostleship of Paul and they are calling that Paul's apostleship as a second-hand apostle. Uh, the third thing uh, is that Paul establishes his apostleship uh, as being directly given from the Lord Jesus Christ and not a second-hand apostle and that the gospel that he preached was an authentic and the gospel which was the same gospel which the apostles from Jerusalem were preaching. The fourth thing is that Paul's defense of the gospel and his apostleship is so serious that it shows the seriousness of the threats that the false teachers are laying among the churches in Galatia. So these are the four things that we can keep in mind. There are false teachers, Judaizers. They are discrediting Paul's apostleship and the gospel. Uh, as secondhand, Paul establishes apostleship directly from Christ. 
and the gospel is the same as that uh, being preached by the Jerusalem apostles and that the defense that Paul is uh, placing uh, for the gospel and his apostleship shows that how serious the threat is uh, from this false teachers and through this false gospel and uh, in in this defense he is moving on to the main body of the whole letter and giving different illustration starting the illustration from the life of uh, the Galatians themselves and uh, moving on uh, he then gives illustrations from the scripture to prove that the gospel that he preached at the beginning in the gospel that they received at the beginning was the one and only true gospel and if they have and if they have been uh, come under the influence of the, any other gospel other than that then they are uh, extremely mistaken and in chapter 1 he also calls them that let them be accursed so let's uh, move, uh, turn to our uh, scripture Galatians chapter 3 and uh, I will be reading uh, from verse 1 I don't know if you'd be able to cover all 1 to 9 verses but uh, as uh, I've been given uh, the whole chapter so I'll take the liberty to divide the chapter on my own and we'll see if uh, we are able to do all 9 verses but let's read from verse uh, 1, 1 to 9 O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain. Does he who supply the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by the hearing with faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So Paul is beginning the main body of the epistle, the chapter 3, by, strong, by using some strong words. The first word he uses is foolish Galatians. Right? Oh foolish Galatians. We may uh, find this word to be quite, quite strong and uh, why is he using this? So we can understand that probably that he's using this in the same sense that our Lord Jesus is also using uh, with the disciple uh, on the on the road to Amos. We can turn to Luke chapter twenty-four and verse thirty-five. Luke chapter twenty-four and verse thirty-five. Over here, Jesus. Uh, talking with the disciples who are on their way to Amos and he says over here then they told what happened on the road and how he was and he said to them O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken so over here we see in verse 25 of chapter 24 of Luke that our Lord Jesus is also calling the disciples O foolish ones 
Why? Because the disciples were not able to understand the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. So he's calling, he's, he's also using this strong term as, oh foolish ones. Uh, and we see the usage uh, in the same sense the Paul is, that Paul is using. So that we can, we can understand that the foolishness or the foolishness that Paul is implying over here would mean that he is uh, asking them that, are you without knowledge? Are you so ignorant? Are you lacking spiritual perception that you are behaving in this way? And uh, are you without a sanctif are you lacking sanctified understanding? So that, that's, that's the idea of uh, the, using this word. The second word that he uses is, who has bewitched you? If we look at uh, this word bewitched, uh, I think we can know that bewitched is a word which is used in a relation with a casting of magical spells or uh, cast, uh, or being controlled by demonic powers through spells right so he's using this really unique word over here and we see that in the entire of new testament there is only one occurrence of this verse word and this is over here like in the greek new testament and even paul is going out of his usual vocabulary greek vocabulary to describe the situation of the churches of Galatia over here, that he is telling them that who has bewitched you? He is uh, uh, inclining to mean that who is charming you, uh, that you are being drawn into a misleading way, who is influencing you with lies and false promises and deception, that you are behaving as if the demons are controlling you, that uh, they have casted a magic spell on you, that you are mistaken so extremely that you are forsaking the gospel that was preached to you uh, at the beginning. So he starts the starts this main body with these two strong words, O foolish Galatians and who has bewitched you? And then he starts by uh, giving them uh, three contrasting views uh, that, uh, based on the actions of uh, Galatians. The first is that the Galatians have uh, the actions of the Galatians contrast the work of Christ on the cross. He says, it was before your eyes that Jesus was publicly portrayed as crucified. So he's saying that the gospel that was preached to you at the beginning, it was preached to you with such an intensity and with such a power that you saw the crucifixion, that in a, in a way you realize the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. You saw that only through the crucifixion of Lord Jesus Christ, you would be justified. And you knew that you were so lost and you were so mistaken and you were uh, living a life of sin that none of your good actions, none of your following the law would be able to justify that. It, it was only through the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he is, he is trying to say that the sacrifice of the of, of Lord Jesus on the cross was a complete and totally sufficient sacrifice. You saw him portrayed as crucified, but now your actions uh, seem to be otherwise. Now your actions say that you are uh, just have forgotten that, you have uh, forsaken that and now being uh, captivated or being controlled by the false gospel. So the first thing he is saying that your actions prove or actions say that your uh, that you, you are co contradicting the work of Lord Jesus on the cross. Moving on, he's saying that the second thing is uh, you are 
contradicting the work of uh, the spirit uh, in your lives let me ask you only this did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith are you so f foolish having begun by the spirit are you now being perfected by the flesh so he is saying that you know he is asking some rhetorical questions over here that did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by hearing with the faith the answer is absolutely by the works uh, by not by the works of the law but by hearing with faith and they also know that when they put their faith in Christ Jesus and when they saw him or being portrayed as crucified they completely believed that it, it that they would never be justified or be in a right standing with God through their own works and they received the spirit when they believed in the in the Lord Jesus Christ and we know uh, what Paul also says in Galatians 2, uh, chapter 2 verse 20 that I have been crucified with Christ it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh I live in the by faith in the Son of God so Christ uh, so Paul is also saying the same thing that when I believed in Christ I am crucified with him you uh, you came to know about the experience of crucifixion uh, with Lord Jesus that you were crucified with Lord Jesus and at that time when you accepted him you received the spirit in you and not only that as you received the spirit in you you were uh, called the sons of God right so that's what the same thing he says uh, in chapter 4 in chapter 4 verse 6 uh, Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 he says and because you are sons God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying Abba Father right so he's talking to believers over here he's not talking to some uh, uh, or, or he, he's also talking to believers who have been believers for some long time he's not talking to newly converted Christians or even un unconverted Christians but believers who have been believers for quite a long time and uh, in the same chapter Galatians 4 verse 9 we also see that these were the people who were known by God so he says that uh, but now that you have come to know God or rather to be known by God right so they were they knew God and they were known by God so they were in such a standing they they had such an experience that they received the spirit in their lives and were known by God but now he is calling them foolish. Why he is calling them foolish? Because they received, they began their Christian life uh, with the Spirit. But now what they are trying to do? They are, try, uh, they are trying to finish or uh, being perfected by the flesh. They, uh, they are trying to uh, add to their works, add, add their works to the salvation or uh, in their standing with the Lord. So that's what he is uh, he's uh, telling them over here so we can understand that the works of the law or the works works of the flesh uh, we can understand that the, they are always portrayed as evil works uh, Galatians chapter 5 uh, we see there are different types of works of the flesh Galatians 5 from verse 20 from verse 19 it says the works of the flesh are evident sexual immorality impurity sensuality idolatry sorcery enmity strife jealousy and so on so all of these are like uh, evident that these are evil works of the flesh but the works of the flesh are also uh, righteous seemingly righteous like for example if I start to think that okay I, I go to all the meetings 
I read the Bible every day and I follow the Lord by doing all of these things. So I am in a better standing in front of God than the other Christians. And if I start justifying my Christian life on the basis of my works or my uh, efforts in my Christian life, then I am severely mistaken. And that's what Paul is implying over here. Paul is not uh, uh, just pointing out the evil works of the flesh, but he is also pointing out those works of the flesh which are seemingly righteous. He is not saying to not to do any of those things, but what, what is the attitude behind those things? Are you trying to add to your justification those works? You can never do that. And that's why he is very serious about this and that's why he is also calling them that if you are in this gospel, if you are trying to add circumcision, if you are trying to add following the rituals, uh, the dietary laws that were given in the Old Testament, or if we can, in, for, our, for our case, we can add that if we are trying to add uh, going to the church or uh, going to different meetings and being in fellowship and considering that those things as uh, being in a better position with God, then we are severely mistaken. We can only be right with God only through the work of the Lord Jesus and our faith in it. And that's why he is saying that you received the faith, you received the spirit, not by the works of the law, not by following uh, the law, but by faith. And you, and why are you being trying to end your Christian life or be, are you trying to be perfected by the works of the flesh, by being influenced? by all of this false teaching, by the false, uh, uh, by the false Judea Judaizers. And that's why he is, uh, uh, in a sense, uh, uh, rebuking them. And so over here we see that the actions of the Galatians are contradicting the work of the Spirit. And at the end, uh, in verse 5, he says, Does he, he who supply the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith. So he transitions from first from the work of Lord Jesus Christ, then the work of the Spirit, and now to, uh, he moves on to the work of the Father. He says, does he who supplies, so who supplies the Spirit? We just read in Galatians 4 verse 6, and because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts. Right? It is God, the Father, who supplies the Spirit. So he, now he is saying that you are now contradicting the work of the uh, work of the Father in your lives, because He supplied the Spirit to you. He's, he not only supplies the Spirit, but also works miracles in your lives. So he, does He do by work of the law? Did He do because you followed because you followed the commandments, because you follow the rituals or circumcision? or because you knew that you are lost and you would never be justified unless you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Was it by hearing with faith or was it by following the law? And what was the first act of miracle that he did in your life? It is right over there. In verse 6 he says, by giving an example, just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Right? So the first work of miracle that the father does in, in their lives is terming them or calling them as righteous, calling them as justified. How? By the faith of the Galatians in the work of the Lord Jesus. 
and because of that they were supplied with the spirit so he's making them to remind that all of these things happened in your life you experienced uh, you experienced the work working of the of the lord jesus christ you experienced the working of the spirit uh, in your life that through faith you received not by work and not only that that through spirit you lived uh, but now you are forsaking that spirit now you are uh, be getting involved in following the law and, and trying to be justified by following the law and now you are also contradicting uh, the work of the father in your life uh, by uh, by following again this law who who has supplied you the spirit so these are the three point three main points that paul is uh, emphasizing uh, which the galatians through their actions are contrasting and then he moves on to the example from verse 6 to 9 that uh, they that only those who have faith or those who believe are counted as righteous right and they, not only that but those of faith who those who are of faith are called the sons of abraham now he is saying that the sons of abraham are not just based on the physical descent they are not uh, called offspring of abraham just on the basis because they have the blood of the jews or the blood of abraham it is not that it is only and it is it has become on the basis of faith our lord jesus says in uh, john we, we won't be turning in john ch- chapter 8 verse 39 uh, that when the jews were uh, talking to him he says to them that you are you are not of your father abraham because you are not doing the works of abraham and what what did abraham do he trusted the lord he believed god and it was counted to, to him as righteousness and second he obeyed the lord right we can quickly uh, read that uh, promise in genesis chapter 15 in genesis chapter 15 uh, from verse 1 after this things the word of the lord came to abraham abram in a vision Fear not, Abraham. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abraham said, "O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus." And Abraham said, "Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir." And behold, the word of the Lord came to him: "This man shall not be your heir; your very own son shall be your heir." And be, and he brought him outside and said, "Look toward heaven." and number the stars if you are able to number them then he said then he said to him so shall your offspring be and he believed the lord and he counted to him as righteousness we see over here that abraham completely acknowledged that he didn't have any capacity physically to bear a, a, an offspring he completely acknowledged that it was totally impossible for him to bear a son or bear a child at that age and he was totally like a uh, miserable or lost that now i w- won't be able to bear an offspring and uh, my heir would be uh, this man eliezer so lord i have followed you what will you do w- do with this and the lord says that i will give you an offspring and what does he do he he acknowledged the situation his own physical situation and he believed the promise that the lord gave him he just completely gave it to the lord no the lord has said and he will do and that's what he did over there and the same thing uh, 
we, we see over here that Paul is using that illustration in front of Galatians. That know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. Similarly, just as Abraham acknowledged that it is not through his own strength or through his own physical ability, uh, but by the Spirit of the Lord, he would be able to bear a son or, or, or an offspring. In the same way, it is not through your own works or by own strength, uh, but only through your faith you would be able to be justified. And that's what he is saying, that, that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And those who keep the faith or believe in God, like Abraham did, acknowledging their own condition and believing that God is able to do that, that those people who do that, those who are of faith, now they are called the sons of Abraham. It is not of the physical descent. We, we also see the same thing, or the same idea in Romans chapter 9. Uh, Romans chapter 9 from verse 6 or verse 7. And not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. Right? So he said, not all the children of Abraham not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. Uh, it, is not, it is not now on the based of a genealogy or physical descent who are called as the sons of Abraham. But regardless of if they are from any kind of ethnicity, they are called now the sons of Abraham. We see Galatians chapter 3 uh, and verse 27. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Right? So if you are in Christ Jesus, so if you have believed in Christ Jesus, so regardless of your uh, physical descent, regardless if you are a Jew or a Greek or a slave or a free, or whatever ethnicity you are from, you will, you will be called a son of Abraham. Why? Because you have believed in Lord Jesus Christ. And why you are called son of Abraham? Because you believed the same faith that Abraham had in the promise that the uh, Lord the Father gave uh, to him in Genesis chapter 15. And, and moving on in verse 8 and 9, he is now saying that those of faith are also blessed with Abraham along with him, right? So over here he is uh, mentioning uh, again and giving an illustration from Old Testament from Genesis that in you shall all the nations be blessed. So this is this is also another illustration from Genesis chapter 17, 4 and 5 and also in Je Genesis 18, 18 where the Lord promises that in you shall all the nations be blessed. So that's what, the same idea he is using over here to justify or to prove his point that those of faith are blessed along with Abraham who was a man, man of faith. Now what is this type of blessing? So the first type so, so, so the first blessing that they get that they receive is the justification the counted as righteous legally justified in front of the father and the second blessing that they uh, receive is uh, mentioned in verse 14 that they receive the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ through faith. So this becomes possible <coughs> through faith when they uh, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is what the what Paul begins to explain uh, or in defense of the gospel that he preached uh, uh, at the beginning to the churches in Galatia. 
so this is the main body of the whole episode of the main main content and then uh, in the rest of the chapter uh, till the end of probably chapter 4 he is giving different illustrations from the old testament to defend the same thing to defend the gospel that he had preached the one and only true gospel so as we come to an end we can ask ourselves what type of gospel do we believe are we trying to add our works of righteousness uh, to uh, to be in a right standing with the lord we can easily identify and figure out uh, the works of the flesh which are evil and we can probably uh, by the by lord's grace we may also refrain from doing those evil works of the flesh but what about those seemingly looking righteous works of the flesh so those are the those are the works of the flesh which paul is uh, putting forward over here it is those works of the flesh which so easily we get trapped into into believing that through them i would be in a better standing with god i would uh, the lord would love me more than the other believers because i do this this and this things so are we thinking are we having such type of mentality we may we may not be following the old testament laws and rituals like the galatians were but we may fall into this trap of uh, overly justifying ourselves and uh, overly uh, magnifying ourselves in a way and we may fall into the same kind of a uh, trap that the pharisees were into they were only trying to put forth their works and their uh, efforts in front of the lord so are we in that same boat we can ask that are we bewitched which is a really strong word right we can also ask uh, when i was uh, studying this i was i was also wondering can believers be bewitched can believers be possessed or being uh, charmed by the by magic spells or probably uh, in, be influenced by some demons we know that uh, the believers who have been given new life and new spirit still they can sin right it's not that they would never sin but they can still sin if they do not continuously apply the work of the spirit in their lives and if they allow the allow the work of the flesh in their lives or do not resist the de- devil they will sin in the same way if we do not apply the work of the spirit if we do not uh, discern through the spirit what is right and what is wrong then we can also fall into the same bewitchment that the galatians fall Right? we can be influenced by the demons by the working of demons right uh, in chapter 4 and verse again verse 9 he says or rather you have been known by god how can you turn back to the weak and worthly worthless elementary principles of the world right so what are these elementary principles he is talking about so these these elementary principles we can know that these are the the powers of darkness or the powers of uh, uh, like the evil e- evil darkness in the spiritual realm he is using that again in verse 3 that you were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world or in some translation it is elementary elemental spirits which is which is the powers of the demons right so believers can be influenced by the powers of the demons if they are not being filled with the spirit so that's that's also good uh way to examine or test ourselves each and every day i am i being filled with the spirit 
if we lack wisdom, then we, we can ask freely, right? James tells that whoever lacks wisdom, then ask freely, and it will be given to him who asks, right? So let us ask freely of the wisdom of discernment from the Spirit, and test ourselves each and every day that am I being fallen into the trap of bewitchment, I am being influenced by the demons into believing uh, other gospel. It may not look like exactly what Galatians are falling into. It may be in some, 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 some other form. So we can ask those things. And at the end we can, uh, we can ask that am I of the faith? Like this, uh, like what Paul is uh, mentioning over here, that those who are of faith, we can test ourselves whether we are of faith or not. Uh, and we are of, by the term we are of faith, it doesn't mean that there is a date that when I started to like become a follower of Christ or I prayed, there is a date that when I prayed and I became a Christian. It is not a date that makes me a man of faith. But it is my continual filling of faith in Christ. It is my continual filling of the Spirit in Christ. Am I continually being filled with the Spirit? Am I continually uh, living a life of faith? If that is not visible and if it is not uh, visible properly, like uh, it is not evident, then it is very doubtful that am I a Christian at all or not. So we can ask all of these things and test ourselves uh, by taking this example from the Galatians. Let us end with a word of prayer. Lonely Heavenly Father, dear God, thank you for this wonderful word and for this uh, example that you set before us from the, uh, from the epistle of Galatians. Lord, you do not want us to be bewitched. You do not want us to live a foolish life. Lord, help us to test ourselves each and every day we may not just be content with the type of Christian life that was when we first believed in you. Help us to be not be satisfied with the same level or the same standard of Christian life when we first believed. But Lord, help us to increase in you. Help us to be perfected, not by flesh, but by spirit. Lord, perfect us. Lord, you have told that you will finish what you have started until the day of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to trust those promises that you have given us. And Lord, perfect us in you. And Lord, use us for your glory. Lord, help us so that we may never depend on our own good works. They are necessary and they are proof that we are saved. But help us not to rely on them, but always trust you and trust the work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross and in our lives. Uh, and uh, be justified. Lord, help us and uh, remember these things and help us to live in that uh, examination each and every day. Uh, bless this word and I submit this in your hands. In Jesus' precious name. Amen.